Welcome back, guys, to the third episode of the Not All of Enlight podcast. My name is Romy. And I'm Ashley. And last week we spoke uh, with Sophia, the Salty Witch, and we learned so much. I got really good feedback, and I'm really excited about her workshop coming up. So I brought something today, Ashley. Yes. Oh, you brought it? <laughs> you held out on me this whole time? Yes, I was going to wait till we were on, on air. Oh, gosh. This is probably why we were having mic issues. That's so small. I don't want to touch it. Touch I'm it. not ready. No, you have to. Hold it in your hand. Close. It's the Moldavite, by the way. Do you f- And let me know how you start feeling it, if it starts getting warm. Okay. Do I just hold on to it for now? Yeah. Okay. I don't feel anything yet. Okay. I feel something in my eyeballs. Like they got a little bigger. I don't feel anything yet. Look at it. It's cute. This little thing made such an impact. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. It's really small. It's probably smaller than a quarter. Yeah, it's tiny. That's all you need. Interesting. We're going to keep it here. You want me to hold on to it still? Okay. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see how the episode goes. <laughs> okay. So, so um, we just wanted to, since I did say that we were going to bring the Moldavite on here. Just you surprised wanted, me. I wanted to surprise you I like surprises. This. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's another thing we have different. Yeah. I'm not a huge surprise. You don't surprise. like surprises? I do. Well, that comes with a control thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning to surrender and just allowing. Well, I'm learning that too in different ways, I guess. So this next episode, we're going to talk about yoga and fitness. We have a bunch of questions that you guys asked us on our Instagram, and we're so excited to get right into them. You ready, Ash? I'm ready. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. This is the Not All Love and Light podcast, and today we're getting into some questions that we were asked about yoga and fitness, so let's just get right into it. Before we begin, I do want to throw in the disclaimer. We are not medical professionals. We are just stating what our opinion is and what's worked for us and what's worked for our clients. So make sure you consult your doctor with any questions you have about your nutrition, your health, your fitness. Don't do anything stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. So um, I mentioned before in the previous um, episodes that we do have on Instagram. If you're not following it, make sure to follow it. It's at not all love and light. And we do put some Q&A sections in there. So you guys could ask us questions that we could go over during the episode if you get it in on time. So make sure you have your notifications on whenever that goes up so you guys could send us whatever questions you have. Yes, don't be shy. We love to interact and we love to be here for whatever you may need or want to ask. So Yeah, don't be shy and let's get into this. So the first question we received, um, what is the right amount of time before or after working out to eat? (laughs) I feel like that's very subjective to the person, but I would not recommend eating a big meal and then going to the gym. I can't eat. Like I would have to eat at least two hours before. Yeah, same. Before I could work out because I just start cramping up. Mm-hmm. But then I see people eating like five minutes before like a banana. Like even if I eat a banana, I'm going to cramp. I feel it in, like coming up into my throat. You get like stomach cramps? I get cramps like on my side, like if I'm running. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm not dehydrated. I drink my water. Yeah, I don't know. I would say probably don't eat for minimum two hours before a workout. Yeah. Would you say the same? Yeah. I actually do my best when I work out fasted. Mm. Even if it's weightlifting. I know some well, it people. It makes sense, right? Scientifically, our digestive system is going to take a lot of energy 
-hmm. already if we're trying to digest our meal. So then to go to the gym and try to work out the other systems on top of that, it doesn't, it sounds like a recipe for disaster. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to put your body under. So there is no right or wrong. You'll have to find what works for you. Definitely. All right. The next question. Do I have to be flexible to do yoga? <laughs> no. No. This is why we go to yoga. No, I'm not that flexible. <laughs> I'm not flexible. And you know what, Ashley, when I started taking your yoga class, that's one of the things that I loved about you, that you were so, I felt so, not, <laughs> no, like, I made this, fun of myself. She's not flexible. I love her. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I felt so like, re- like you were so relatable, mm-hmm. you know, you did the weightlifting and stuff. And then, you know, you were not flexible and no, neither am not. I. So I was just like, that's really cool. And honestly, as a yoga instructor, a lot of people are like, oh, but do you have to be flexible? Or, oh, do you have to be able to do all these crazy poses? And there's so many poses that I cannot do. But as instructors, our job is to make sure that we can instruct the pose safely. Mm-hmm. And offer a modification if needed. Correct. I've made fun of myself a lot during yoga because it's funny. I mean... I'm like, okay, if you want to go deeper and then I try to demonstrate, I'm like, yeah, not today. <laughs> I can't get there today. But that's just the truth, you yeah. know. Some I, days you'll be more flexible than others. Mm-hmm. You never know. I do that too. I'm like, um, or I see a student going ham and doing, and I'm like, like so, not like me. Yeah, like so. <laughs> Don't look at me because yeah, oh, I'm definitely this is not a getting there. Example. Look at this yeah, person. Yeah, perfect. Straight A student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even it's even funny because after I came back from a huge hiatus of of having Eli and then I took a break after COVID. Um, I was forgetting so many names. I could not think of anything. And I'm just there like, uh, I forgot what this is I called. remember <laughs> when you did the workshop with Nicole, is that her name? Oh yes. There well, was it was that. the lizard or the lizard pose. Or was it King Pigeon? Or, I couldn't remember it? the name. And I'm like, don't worry, Ash, I got you. <laughs> You're like, thank you. <laughs> I'm human, you know, that's how of it is. So but no. it's a beautiful thing. But it's a beautiful thing because, you know, being up there, acting like you know it all or you could do it all, it's just... It's not real. Fake as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the answer to that is definitely no. You do not have to be flexible. You just have to be willing to try something different and yeah. see how you how your body responds and how you, how you like it. Yeah. Um, so you, no, that's the answer. You, my answer. You get more flexible by going to yoga. Oh, like yeah. you have more an advantage for this practice if you're not as flexible, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much. That's like saying, do you have to be strong to join the gym? Like, no, you go to the gym to work on your strength. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to yoga to work on your flexibility. But it's so much more than just flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the asana, the postures is... Uh, it's not the true yoga, no. I would say, you know, mm. the true yoga is breathing and feeling connected to your body and bringing the body, breath and the mind together in union. Mm-hmm. That is the true essence of yoga. There's well, a lot of know, misconception like with, about it. With how Instagram has portrayed like the entire yoga community, like with the yoga challenge, because it happened to me when I first started going to yoga, it was so ego driven that mm-hmm. I was doing shit. Like I look at my memories and I'm like cringing so hard. Like, I don't know how the hell I didn't snap my neck. Oh. Like doing poses that I was not, I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Because I just wanted to get the picture for the challenge for Instagram. Oh. 
Yeah. I know those are kind of dangerous, right? Those the challenges. Most. They don't Even do that that many anymore unless mm-hmm. I'm just not following enough yoga people, I, but I haven't yeah. seen that much anymore. It was it was bad. I look at my pictures and I'm like, "Oh my god." And I remember, I'm like, "My neck hurts." I'm not even have done that, but whatever. I did it for the gram. It could become very ego-driven. If they, yeah. my yoga practice in the beginning was all ego. Mm-hmm. When I teach, I really try to emphasize on that when I when I remember, but don't look at your neighbors like if you're going to look at them, it's to be motivated and inspired, but not to compare your practice to theirs because who knows how long they've been practicing. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. in a different part of their journey. Every body, every person's body is in a different season, and so we we want to save mm-hmm. ourselves the suffering of comparison in yoga. I do that too, and when I and I teach, I'm like child's pose is always there. And when I see people struggling, my client, I'm like, I said child's pose is there. If you're not saying, that's on you. Yeah. But I recommended it, yeah. and I always say. When I know that there's like a beginner in my class, there was a yoga class that I took that I just, there was no way that I could flow. And I was in child's pose like 45 minutes of the class and then Shavasana. That's what you And that was exactly what I needed. I breathed and like my breath work was there. I stayed connected in child's pose. And I didn't feel any less than, like I showed up to my mat. I That's what I needed. So kind of telling people these things. I think I learned that from you because I felt so connected to you and like relatable Mm -hmm. that I want to give people that chance to to feel like, oh, if my instructor was in child's pose for 45 minutes and it it really is okay, Mm -hmm. Be the example. So exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that. So next question. Why do we om in yoga? Why do we OM? It's the vibration of OM, the universal sound. The universal sound of connection. I do it like also as unity. Well, yoga means unity. unity. So that is another way that we do get connected. And it's also a, a, a way of sound healing. Like when you really OM. I know. You're I got goosebumps right now, but you really feel it. You know, yeah. and, and I learned in my yoga training that even if you don't participate in saying the OM, you still feel the vibration of it. Mm-hmm. So... You it's feel it, in, yeah. You feel it in your chest. Oh like, my gosh, it's so beautiful. I got goosebumps just thinking about it right That's now. That's why it's tatted on my body. It is really, yeah. Oh, cool. I Behind my right ear. Mm. Oh, oh, universal <laughs> sound. Yes. Next question: How do I stop thoughts during meditations? You don't <laughs> ever. <laughs> you don't want to stop your thinking. Yeah. You just let it happen because we are human, and thinking is what we naturally do. I think it's just about redirecting your attention, right? So you have a focus point. For me in my yoga class, I like to use the belly rising and falling or the breath is such a powerful anchor. So um, let's say my mind starts to drift away into a thought. I just try to let that thought go mid-sentence and bring my focus back to my belly rising and falling. And it's not necessarily like pushing a thought away or um, dismissing it. It's kind of just like redirecting your attention not that the thought was bad or shouldn't be there um but right now i'm bringing my attention back to my belly and strengthening the attention muscle right what would you say yeah observing and letting go Mm -hmm. yeah our brain's job is to always think even you know when we're sleeping we have dreams like it's always non-processing it's always processing information so i always say like if you don't have any thoughts you're enlightened like buddha so congrats Mm -hmm. or you're dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah we want to be thinking thinking is a sign of life so i have add and um i don't take adderall or any of that 
for years now. So I tell people if I'm able to meditate, because the first thing is like when I advise people, maybe you should start meditating, it'll help, whatever. It's like, oh no, I can't do that. Oh no, like I'm always thinking. I'm like, if you would have known like how bad my thoughts race nonstop, and that's why we meditate so we could learn how to slow down. Like for me, Shavasana was like the hardest part of my practice. Well, that's what I always say. It is the most advanced part of yoga mm-hmm. because now your body, I mean, we use the, the practice to exhaust the physical body. So when we get to the final relaxation, the body, it's easier for the body to relax. And so now the mind opens up and it's the most challenging part. Mm-hmm. Asking a room full of adults to relax. Yeah. That's I not was easy. like, at first I was like, why is this taking so long? Why am I still laying here? I have places to go, people to see. Get yeah, me the mental here. chatter was on another level. It was crazy. So if I could learn, you know, with my ADD and, and being that way, anyone could learn. It's just exactly what you said, redirecting your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing your mind drift, don't judge yourself. Just allow it and then bring it back bring it back it's a monkey brain it's transformative it. it really is because this just reflects into every other area of our life like what we practice in our yoga uh class it translates into everything mm-hmm. so it's yoga off the mat this is a cliche life. saying but nothing worthwhile is going to come easy mm-hmm. you know training our mind that's been over overactive for so many years is not going to come easy but it the reward is worth it and yeah everybody should be meditating yeah, it, it helps. You deserve it. Moment of silence. What really helped me is because people think, oh, let me just set my timer and sit still for 10 minutes. That doesn't work for me. Like I rarely ever do that. I use self-guided uh, meditations, mm-hmm. not self-guided, guided meditations. And there's so many resources, YouTube, Simple Habit, Headspace. Like there's so In- many. Insight Timer is great. I don't know if Insight you've Timer. I've heard it. of it. It's awesome because you could also set up a timer. It gives you that option. That doesn't go off like you know an alarm and then you could put like the background music the nature sounds Mm -hmm. and there's guided meditations there's even yoga on there yeah that's Mm -hmm. cool so there you go there's many resources you don't have to do it alone i really prefer being guided by someone's voice and just um there's so many different instructors out there you can learn so many different techniques i love learning new stuff i love being the student so for me it's very helpful me too okay next question do i need to work out every day I don't know. Do you? No. <laughs> that's another subjective question. Yeah, that's. You know? I think it's very personal. It depends. Okay. Do you need to work out every day to get results? The answer is no. Mm-hmm. You could work out three to five times a week if Make it's it intentional. Yeah, yeah. If it's effective and intentional, you will get great results. Me personally, I need to move my body. Every so day. even, yeah, every day, even if it's a 10 minute flow just mm-hmm. to move the stagnant energy in the morning or whatnot, I need to move in the morning. Even if I'm going to go to the gym later on in the day, I'll do like two sun salutation A, one B and just, you know, mm-hmm. until Ian comes and finds me. <laughs> but you don't need to work out every single day to get results. Yeah, I would say no as well. Um, and again, it just depends on what you're trying to achieve, you know, but every day, unless you're doing like some kind of challenge like you did, 75 yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah, 75 hard is a whole, no. it's a whole, it's a mental toughness challenge. Yes, you have to work out twice a day, 45 minutes each. One must be outside. And there also needs to be a three hour break in between the workouts. Oh, I didn't so know that. So that makes it a little bit harder. But there were days where I knew that this is going to be my recovery day. So I walked. And I did yin yoga. 
as my workout. It's very intentional. It's very intentional. And yin yoga is hard. Mm-hmm. It's very Mentally. hard. <laughs> Mentally and your body. Like when you have these tight hips that I have. You don't want to let go. Frog pose for five minutes. The nemesis pose. Mm. Yes. Five minute frog pose. Yes. That is mentally strenuous and for sure. Yeah, my students know. Like when I teach Ying, they already know what time it is. <laughs> when I'm like, okay, guys, get to the side of your mat. They're start like, oh, opening your no. knees. And they're like, oh. they love to hate it though. Yeah. They love to hate it. Because after they're like laughing and they're like, oh my God. But then they're just like, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's very transformational, I think. That I pose. need to get a frog pose for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I need it. some Yin yoga. Let's do it. We, it. It's awesome. Like it helps so much. And what I love about Yang, it's crazy because how I said I couldn't be in Shavasana for f- five minutes. The way that I got into yoga was because the first class I went to was power yoga. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fuck yes, I could do this. It's not like anything like I thought. I didn't think it was going to be this relaxing Yang yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I ended up taking a Yang yoga class. And I had no idea what Yang was. And yin, I, I do a disclaimer before I teach any yin class because I feel I needed that. And I was not given that disclaimer, okay? I was so upset because I was only used to power yoga. So if you don't know power yoga, power yoga is very fast. It's like a workout. Mm-hmm. It's So, of course, me, I was like, this is awesome. Yin is the complete opposite. Yin, you hold very restorative poses for three to five minutes. Minimum three minutes because it takes three minutes for our body to go into that relaxed response. And then we could really get into the tissues and the ligaments and the fascia. And that is the purpose of yin yoga. Nobody explained that before class. Mm. So I'm here laying in this pose for three minutes and I'm like, why aren't we moving? <laughs> why aren't we moving? I was so upset. I was so frustrated. But once I surrendered and after that class because it wasn't during that class I did not surrender in that class but after I realized practicing it more it's one of my favorite practices and it helps so much with my body and everything else I need to do some yin so that's that was a great answer okay next question do I need to vary my workouts to see results I think you should answer that one because with your program which I wanted to start this week, but I guess we'll start next week because my neck. <laughs> this week is up. important for you to relax. Yeah, this is a relaxing week. Post 75 hard, I guess. Whatever. The universe teaching me to slow down. Yeah, you need a break. <laughs> you need some TLC. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I want to start your program next week. Exciting. I'm excited to see your results. So I would answer to that question slightly, sl- slight variations to your workouts. Um, I've learned in the nine plus years of of strength training that repetitive movement is where you're going to see the results repetitive movement with different tempos different repetitions um that is what is going to yield some some massive change in your body i think when you're constantly switching up the exercises and the workouts it's too much stimulation for your body to adapt to so in my program what i do is i keep the basic compound movements and then you know, we're progressively overloading every week, every two weeks. Um, and we're switching up 
the reps and the tempo. And But essentially, it's keeping the same exercises throughout the course of eight weeks. And I've seen great results that way. Uh, my husband, Richie, has been on the program as well. And he went up a few pant sizes. And mm-hmm. we're all happy about that. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm like a guinea pig to my own formulas. And I test it out. And, and that's how I've seen the best results. A lot of people that I follow on Instagram in the fitness community have also been stressing the same idea is you don't have to do all these fancy crazy things it's very simple compound movements um, and very intentional movement that means you're slowing down you're feeling every repetition if you start to lose um, your technique or your form you reset you know it the ego can also be taking over our our fitness as well Mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that everything is conscious and intentional um, and yeah slight variations not much keep it really simple I think it's also a good way to stay safe like oh, yeah. trying all these things and like doing things that you see on Instagram just because you think it looks cool. Yeah, I see. Well, you and I have had this conversation <laughs> about um, coaches at the gym <laughs> training certain people and we're just looking at them like, oh, God. Yeah, this it could be painful. dangerous. It's painful to watch just yeah. because they want to be so different and seem like this trainer that knows so much. And it's just like. I'm like, Ashley, do you see what is happening? And you're just like, I can't. Yeah, it's hard because also it's like part of me wants to go over Help. there and say something. Yeah. But then the other part of me is like, well, they're probably not going to receive that very well. Correct. You know, so you kind of just got to watch and <laughs> hope from hope a distance that everything's okay. But yeah. it could be dangerous. So, you know, be mindful of who you're working with out there. Make sure that your coach is certified and knowledgeable and is very uh, keen on safety measures. Agreed. All right, go ahead. Next what question. is the best time to work out? Well, I don't know. That's also subjective whenever you want. Okay. And you agreed. You need to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like before, I, there was no way you were going to get me to work out in the morning. And now you love it. Now I need it. For me, I can't do like a strength training workout early in the morning. I feel like my body's not open enough yet. I prefer to work out from like 11 to 2 p.m. Those are my, that's my favorite time to train. I've tried nighttime as well, but for me, it keeps me up at night. Me too. Like I'm, the, the adrenaline after is like, yeah. no, I can't relax. So for me, me it has too. to be before 2 p.m. Yeah, but same. that's subjective to you and your lifestyle. Some, I know for a lot of people, they're not able to get to the gym during those hours and they have no choice but to work out at night. You make it work for you, you mm-hmm. know? It's totally up to you. Whatever's getting your ass to the gym, whatever <laughs> time that is. Whatever's getting you moving. I you know? honestly... I think the morning works for most people because if you go, if you already don't want to work out and then you got to work all day. The later it gets, the less You're going to be like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't want. So that's where my, you know, coaching, like do that shit anyways yeah. comes in. Yeah. I think if you have an issue with that discipline, mm-hmm. then definitely get it done early in the day, especially yeah. if you have a full schedule and you, you have a nine to five job. Like we know how mentally exhausting that could be where you get out of work and you just want to check out for the rest of the day. Right. Um, but those days that you didn't get it in the morning and you push yourself to go to the gym, you're going to feel so much better yeah. getting all that stagnant energy moving, mm-hmm. especially after being at a desk or, you know, whatever it is that you do. So it's subjective. Find what works for you. If you're dedicated enough to get to there after work, then, you know, whatever works. So next question, this one's going to be for Romy. <laughs> <laughs> what do I, how do I get a six pack? So you got a 7-Eleven, you grab a six pack of Corona. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, like 
six packs. It, it, it doesn't determine like, you know, your health. Mm-hmm. There's people that have six packs and they're like so unhealthy. Right. Mm-hmm. But honestly, guys, I know you hate to hear it, but abs are made in the kitchen. Yeah, that's a fact. Even if we don't like it. Sorry to tell you, no matter how many crunches <laughs> the you truth do, hurts. I, bar- I barely work out abs. And honestly, one thing that helps me is my breathing during my workouts. Mm-hmm. Like when I exhale, even if you're I'm, contracting, yeah, I'm contracting when I'm doing, you know, certain movements, even if I'm just doing upper body mm-hmm. or legs, I feel contracting my muscles. Mm, you're doing it properly because we need to integrate that in our, in our movement, which mm-hmm. we don't. And I feel like this is a whole nother topic that we can go into, but I'm sure you're using diaphragmatic breathing, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Uh, so every time you're exhaling, you're using that pelvic floor, those deep transverse muscles and everything is coming together as a unit. And so I, maybe you've heard this before, but every exercise is a core exercise. Mm-hmm. You're just not isolating the abs like if you would, if you would be doing crunches or, you know, dead bugs or something like that. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't like working on abs. I mean, I, I do didn't it. either, but I started doing it more to see if I got some different results and I have. So mm-hmm. I started incorporating it into my workout and I see like more oblique cuts. Do mm-hmm. I have a defined six pack? No. I also think that has to do with genetics. Mm-hmm. I've always carried more fat in my abdomen area. Um, my sister, for example, has always had abs and a fast metabolism and she ate McDonald's and a bunch of stuff and three daughters later still has abs. Wow. So it, you know, it, genetics play a huge role. Um, how you're eating. I eat a lot of cookies mm-hmm. and sweets and I'm, I'm, my nutrition isn't the cleanest. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that stresses me out. Trying to be like on a strict nutrition plan to me is not sustainable. So I guess it depends. You really want six pack. You need to be on a very clean diet. Mm-hmm. And at least most of the time, because unless I'm doing like 75 hard or something, no one's taking away my nachos. You see, there's <laughs> things that are non-negotiable. <laughs> That's also why you work out too, so you can enjoy those things. And so, I mean, I guess it just depends on your priorities. Are those abs going to define who you are? Are they going to make you happy? Mm -hmm. Or is it just kind of like a challenge to see if you can get them? And then, you know, I don't know. It depends. Right. But But to answer the question, yes, it's it's all food. Yeah. It's all food. And there's no right or wrong diet. You need to find what works for you. You know, I personally like to follow more of a, like a paleo type of diet mm-hmm. because that's how it helps my brain. It helps with my brain frog, not frog, my brain. <laughs> I can't talk. Shut it down. <laughs> my brain fog. fog. Okay. Brain it fog. helps with my brain fog and it helps me feel good and my mood is so much better. And I've, I've done so many experiments when it comes to my diet, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what it works, like what works for me. And, you know, I tried the vegan thing. It didn't work for me. And honestly, like what really helped me learn about my body was doing a Whole30, which is a 30-day elimination diet where you eliminate the most problematic foods known to us. And for 30 days, you eliminate those foods. And then on day 31, you introduce only one food group while keeping the rest of your diet still Whole30. So through that process, you learn so much. That's how I learned that rice makes me so fucking lazy. Like Mm -hmm. I will not do anything. So now I'm conscious like, okay, so if I'm going to have rice, like if I want sushi, I'll have it for dinner instead of, you know, for For lunch. lunch. Yeah. Because unless I don't have anything else to do later and it doesn't matter and it's worth it. That's super helpful. Yeah. And like beans, they bloat me so much. So if I'm at a party and there's hummus, which I love, 
and I'm wearing a really tight dress. So I'm like, I'm not going to eat the hummus right now, but I'll, I'll fucking down that shit at home. You know, so it's an, it's, it's a strategy that's going to help you understand your body Correct. better, which is better what, what's most important. Yeah. And make better this. choices and not feel like shit. Have mm-hmm. I eaten that hummus at the party? I'm going to be super bloated. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm not going to be having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's also, it. it also, my, my son, um, Zach, he did it when he was eight years old. He's 11 now. So when people are like, I can't do that. It's too hard. My eight-year-old son did it. Come on. Correct. How bad do you want it? And he noticed the because he has ADHD too. And and he and his and Roger, my ex, was like, I I don't understand. Like I have to repeat. And I was the one that realized I'm like, this kid has the same shit going on as I do. Mm -hmm. So we all did whole 30. So I could figure out what, what foods triggered him and he realized he's like mom i'm not forgetting things anymore what was it that was triggering him um corn mm-hmm. makes him super hyper and Isn't forget corn like a genetically modified yes, food it's the worst it's people think real. it's a vegetable and it's so healthy but it's really not it's really not like our body doesn't it's even a grain. process it you know yeah it's a grain so corn um, he had no reaction to the dairy or the beans. The rice makes him really hyper. Bread makes him super hyper too. Interesting. So these are just things you think that, that we has learned. to do with like the glucose spiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the breakdown of it. Mm. And also, like these flowers are like bleached and stuff. So it's what not- flower? Oh, the the bread flower. Mm-hmm. Oh. So. So yeah, so find something that works for you. I always recommend somebody do a whole thirty if you can, just so you could learn about your body. If you're vegan, it's a little bit harder because no beans are allowed, but they do have a template to, um, to allow the, because if you're vegan and you're going to eat beans, you're going to eat beans, but there's Mm -hmm. so many processed foods when it comes to vegan food that maybe eliminating that and figuring out what other foods that you're not, that are, that you're okay, maybe removing from your body, you know, your diet to make you feel good. But like we said, make sure you consult with your doctor, nutritionist, you know, yeah. none of this is factual <laughs> like we're just speaking from experience. our own experience correct okay what is best for sore muscles there's a lot of things i just got back from my favorite duo the best the best duo I once you talk. get once you once you meet them there's no going back yeah so i just got a massage um at vitality massage shout out to my girls melise and nori god i love them they're amazing they're heaven sent and mm-hmm. everybody that i sent to them they you couldn't even type you send me a voice note you sounded like you were in another world i was i'm telling you melise takes me into like a different into a trance that's amazing and it makes me so happy because these women are like not only are they really fucking good at what they're doing like they're so good and so knowledgeable but they're just such beautiful souls they're so genuine yeah they really want to help you yeah like they really want you to feel better and mm-hmm. they will go out of their way it was because of melise that i started um seeing the chiropractor and i learned that i had a lot of misalignment in my spine and it just it was like this huge puzzle piece and melise and you of course because you recommended her but she was just such an important part of that i'm so grateful for her i've like referred everybody yeah She's i sent so everybody good. and i and i don't get anything out of it other than people really getting some relief oh, and that's feeling what we amazing want. we want exactly. people to feel happy and free like, like as much as i promote them they're like this bitch be getting shit from them i do not <laughs> i do not get anything other than feeling amazing by mm-hmm. them and they're just beautiful people so 
the going to them at least once a month for my massage mm-hmm. and I do cupping with them too, at least if I could go more, like I would love to, but that helps with muscle soreness and recovery so much. There's, a, there's many things. Um, there's foam rolling, mm-hmm. stretching, yin yoga, yoga, Epsom salt bath, Epsom salt baths. Um, the sauna helps. Sauna helps a lot. Sauna helps a lot post-workout. Uh, it's going to help you with the lactic acid. Cooling down properly after your workout is essential as well. That's mm-hmm. going to really help you with that offset of muscle soreness. Um, I cringe so hard when I'm like teaching a class and people leave before the cool done. Like I just... They don't know better. I know. Unless they have an emergency. But I get it because that's... A cr- crucial part that's so important Mm -hmm. warming up properly and cooling down down. which i've neglected for many years in my own training um and i'm a stubborn taurus so i get it but i've really been shown the importance of like slowing down even if that means cutting back on my actual strength training and making it shorter maybe more condensed so that i have those 15 to 20 minutes at the end of my session to stretch because melise tells me all the time like i don't know how you're so small and petite and your posture looks good, but you are so tight. And I don't want to hear that. I don't want to carry around this tension all the mm-hmm. time, you know. So I've really taken into consideration the importance of stretching. And I've been trying to do it more often. I feel a lot better. Um, you know, soreness is just part of what comes with training. Mm-hmm. Um, but and soreness doesn't necessarily mean that the workout was effective or not. Oh, yeah. And we I should talk about talk, that. We've talked about this. Yeah. That, you know, people go through a really good workout and just because they're not that sore, they don't think it was effective. Yeah. Which That's is just true. like toxic culture of coaches who mm-hmm. think that they need to get a client and like they have Kill to them. crawl out of the gym mm-hmm. for them to have an effective Look workout. Look at them walking down the stairs. You they know. can't even walk. Yeah, I, I, I despise that because face. that is... <laughs> It's disgusting. It's disgusting because you're not t- you're not considering that person's safety. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just training them out of your ego and like trying to put them through a grueling workout for what? Which I've seen a lot. Then what? That person gets so sore that they can't train for a week because you've demolished them. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that is not sustainable and it's not a great approach to training. I think that you can do a little bit and still see great results because it's very intentional and conscious training right. um trying to get someone to crawl out of the gym is not intention a good intentional workout so with that um, said i want to talk about like how effective just walking is oh yeah because people are like oh you're just walking i love walking yes. walking is amazing i could walk for 20 minutes and be like that was great it changes your mood you feel better mm-hmm. just that forward motion of moving your body forward I feel like it has so many. It's a whole experience effects. for me. I'm like looking at the trees. I'm looking at the clouds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's a win win. So you get to move so your body and you get to be outside in nature. Yeah. And it really is really effective just to go for a walk. So if you feel like you don't have time to work out, honestly, going for a walk with your family or your dog or whatever after dinner, even if it's 20 minutes, you're spending time bonding and you're also doing something that's really good for you and super effective. It gets everything moving in your body. Let's not overestimate what we have to do, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to movement. A lot of times your body knows and it will tell you what serves you the best. So let's start to listen to that little voice inside yes. that is guiding us in the right direction. Not the one that says don't do it. 
Not the lazy voice. <laughs> Not the lazy voice that says, don't fucking do it. The voice that is like, okay, we're feeling lazy. Maybe we should, maybe we're not ready for an intense workout, but let's make sure we move our body. Because mm-hmm. there are days where your body's like, okay, for me especially, I've tried to push through that little voice that tells me, no, 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 don't, don't go that intense. And I go intense and I regret it instantly because I know for a fact my body was not in any place to go that vigorously. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So when those days come, maybe just listen in and say, okay, maybe let's just go for a walk. Let's just do a light yoga flow, 15, 20 minutes. Um, It's better than nothing, all right? Always do something, but let's not overestimate what it has to be. Agreed. So our last question is, um, well, it's kind of like a combo question because I want you to, you know, jump in there with your knowledge of your experience with the... With the menstrual menstrual. cycle. So somebody asked why you shouldn't do inversions in yoga when you're on your moon cycle. And um, basically when, especially like in Ashtanga yoga, they actually say not to practice at all. Mm. So that's very different than, than what I do. I still practice. I just don't invert. And the reason why is you don't want to reverse the flow of the outward and downward moving energy. In yoga, we call it apana. Mm-hmm. and it's the energy that's being eliminated from your body and your menstrual period is a form of that outward moving energy so in yoga um they see it as if you're going upside down it could refer reverse that effect and it could create blockages and problems so we try to avoid doing that in yoga mm-hmm. it's kind of like you wanted to work with gravity so don't go against that flow of gravity Correct. Um, during this cycle it doesn't mean you can't get inverted when you're not on your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. you know it's just a little break from yeah from you don't have to go hard all the time you know honor your body and that's that's something i've been seeing you do a lot mm-hmm. you know with your cycle i just recently started getting mine so i'm learning myself so mm-hmm. i do look to you as somebody to teach me to be better with that and not let my ego it's hard. Take over. It, it was, it's been a process for me. I think I started um, in around the time we were in quarantine in mm-hmm. 2020, maybe like May or June of 2020. And essentially, I learned that we should be viewing our cycle on a 28-day basis for women. This is strictly for women. Um, and it's something called our infradian cycle. And what this means is that we don't wake up every day with our hormones reset. For us, it takes 28 days. For a man, it takes 24 hours. So a lot of research on intermittent fasting and and exercise has been done on men, and there's nothing really done on women. So all this new information is kind of revolutionizing how I view exercise. And I think it's very important to speak about this because it can actually do us more harm than good to do strenuous exercise during our menstrual cycle. So... During our menstrual cycle, our hormones are at the lowest point, and this means that if you are doing strenuous exercise, it can really throw your whole body out of balance. During our menstrual cycle, we should be doing yin yoga, walking, very restorative things. It's really like a relax and digest kind of phase of the month. The, the week right after our period, that is like our go week. Like this is like the first week of the cycle. This is like when you have the most energy, you focus on your HIIT workouts, you focus on your intense training. Um, it's a lot different. And then every week after that, it kind of like starts to slow down again. 
um, and getting to that point of the menstrual cycle where you're just relaxing basically. And, and it took me a while to get used to that because I thought, oh man, I'm going to take a week off. Like I'm going to lose my gains. I'm going to lose my muscle mass. All this work I'm doing, it's going to go to waste. And I was completely wrong about mm -hmm. that because what I notice is I take that week off. The week that I come back to training, I feel like my body is like I look stronger. I feel stronger. Um, there's more definition. And I think that all plays a role of the hormones and the recovery, giving your body time to adapt to all of that strenuous exercise that you've been doing. I also noticed that my energy levels are better. One day I went against the grain and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I have my period, but I feel really good. Like I feel my energy is good. I don't have any, any symptoms. I'm going to work out. And I trained hard for like 45 minutes and the rest of the day into the next day, I was completely drained. Like I had no energy. Um, and I knew, I think that had to happen to me so I can see this contrast like oh wait I didn't have any symptoms and I assumed that that meant I can train hard but that's not necessarily the truth just because you don't have any PMS symptoms or you don't have a heavy flow or like you know you have your period but it doesn't feel like it that doesn't mean that it's okay to train hard because what's happening on a hormonal level is that all your hormones are at its lowest if you tend to work out very strenuously this can actually spike your cortisol and it will actually cause you to store more, more fat. fat. So that's so counterintuitive. Like we, I, I know, I can speak for most women. We are not trying to store a lot of fat in our body, mm -mm. but that that can actually happen if you're training hard on your period. So, um, you know, I've been doing this for over a year now and I'm very happy when, when that week comes along. I don't feel guilty anymore about resting. I'm kind of like, all right, I'm just going to chill this week. I'm going to spend more time outside. I'm going to go for walks. I'm going to stretch. And that is so much more beneficial to me than actually pushing myself to go to the gym and then feeling like completely shit. drained the rest yeah. of the day, you know? So there's a lot of information out there on this. I, I read the book in the flow, um, there's an app for it. I use it to track my period as well. And I've gotten great results. I feel a lot better. I feel more connected to my body. And I think that's so important is, is honoring our body and not like beating it to a pulp. Mm -hmm. You know, the more we understand and learn about our cycle and how it's based on 28 days, not 24 hours, like a man, we can stop comparing ourselves to the men too. Like our body, our biology is completely different. Um, so yeah. And that's what I want to say. When you're on your period, make sure you're focusing on eating enough calories, getting protein and fat, and focusing on relaxing movement. It's a great time to plan as well. I like, just want chocolate. Ooh, eat like your a, chocolate. I want brownie yeah. with ice cream. Get your agenda out. Plan out your week. You know, mm -hmm. Write down some short-term goals, long-term goals. It's a great, great time to plan. And then the, the week after is execution. Um, so I hope so that So get excited more. about the next week. Like, yeah, yeah I'm mm -hmm. like prepping for and not feeling life. guilty about not exercising hard the week of um that's just a process that yeah, will happen it over does time. more mental damage to beat yourself up that way yeah yeah it takes some work so yeah. when i start your program next week because this is my off week so i have a program for those who don't know it's an eight week lower body program and it's self-guided and it is two workouts a week you need a gym for it um it is not recommended for beginners this is an intermediate to advanced uh, practitioner program and essentially the goal of it is to build stronger posterior chain which begins from your your lats your upper back all the way down to your ankles and calves um so you're and in the process you get bigger glutes and i try not to <laughs> i try not to like um what is the word i'm looking for market mm -hmm. just the glutes because that wasn't my intention in right. creating this program but it is a bonus 
you it, what it does it like rounds your glutes it, mm -hmm. it fills them in those muscles that were probably less activated are now going to activate and they're all working together in harmony and then everything just feels stronger your whole body gets stronger mm -hmm. um so that's my program and you need i really emphasize the rest you need 48 hours rest between that first and second leg day um me and romi did the program when was it like summer of 2021 yeah last year and we were getting some great results yes i miss it that's why i'm gonna start next week yeah. i wanted to start this week but you know all right so week. everybody stay tuned for for romi's uh yes posterior chain transformation it's so funny because when we were doing the photo shoot um Corinne, our makeup artist, was like, she she looked at you from the back. She goes, how do I get a booty like that? And I go, do her program. Yeah. That's high. And then For we sure. all started laughing. And then you come over and I tell you. And then we laugh some more. <laughs> but, um, okay, so I'm starting next week. Um, when I was doing the program with you, I, I had an IUD. So I never, like, menstruated, like, ever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have it anymore. So now I want to be intentional with, with it and, and work with my cycle. So... Just take the complete week off and start yeah. off. So instead yeah. of like a just eight, pause, eight, it's a pause. So instead of eight weeks, it'll be more like a ten week. Well, I did my for program me. for over fifty weeks. Like I, because okay. I and I write that in there too. I say if you like your results at eight weeks, you can double it for sixteen weeks. You can triple it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Richie has been doing it. My husband has been doing it for over a year. Um, you know, he just makes little modifications. If one day he wants to add an exercise that's not in there, that's totally fine. You know, it's your it's. It's your program, but your body, your, your body is smarter. You know, it's not a one size fits all. So, um, I would say just pause that week and then pick up where you left off. Awesome. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Me too. So next and week let's celebrate week. no more IUD and getting yeah. back on your natural cycle because yes. ladies, this is very important. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Initially I was like, why did I do this? I don't want to deal with this. Yeah, but you need to deal with it because that is a part of like a healthy system. I know. We need to bleed every month. Ladies, I know we feel like this is some kind of punishment, but it's so much power in that. And it just shows you that you have a healthy body. You know, it's something to honor and celebrate. So I know you're, I know you're not so happy about it, but I'm happy for you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're so excited. <laughs> so excited. I am. Um, so yeah, getting that period every month is a sign of life and something to be proud of. <laughs> Actually ladies. a sign of no life. Well, yeah, that too, but you know what I mean. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. But um, anyways, okay. so that's it guys. That's all the questions that we got. Thank you everyone who sent us your questions. We will have these options on our Instagram every single week. So don't be shy. Join in. Join the community. Yes. We're having a great time with this podcast and we're getting great feedback. So grateful for everyone who's letting us know how much you're enjoying it. And we're excited. Do you want to give them a little like sneak peek of who's coming up? No. <laughs> now that you asked, <laughs> I mean. So yeah, so we have my best friend Maya mm -hmm. coming up. So we're gonna talk to her. She's a I spiritual. Love her so much. She's had so like so much transformation in my life since I started working with Maya. I'm so yeah. so grateful for her. Yeah, I'm I'm so grateful that she is my person, and you know we have each other. And yeah, each you're pretty life. blessed. Yeah. So we're having her. I. I'm excited to have her on here. We're having your hubby. Yeah. Richie's coming on. That's all right, Richie. We called you out, so there's no turning back. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I don't know why, but I feel like that's gonna be a really funny conversation. <laughs> I feel that too, because yeah. you know him and I like it's funny. Yeah. Where we relate like our personalities. Oh, yeah. Like you at the gym, Ashley would always tell me, like, you remind me so much of Richie. Yeah, you say things that I'm like, he would say the same exact <laughs> thing. <laughs> of course. You can't get away. <laughs> I tend to attract this fiery energy into my life, but mm-hmm. it's okay. I love it. I'm starting to just embrace it. Embrace it's it. It's part of me. Yeah. And then um we have Hannah which is my marketing person, my go-to, my creative. She's a creative genius. She is. I she's fucking a super love mom. her. She's amazing. Super she woman. does so much. And she's given me so many ideas for my business. Mm-hmm. Like not only my coaching business, but also like Omen Vine. So many great ideas. Like the sip and shops we do, it's it's her idea. You know, the, the brunch that we have, it's the way it's set up. It's, it was her. She's just so great. And I'm so grateful to have her in yeah, she is. So that's just a couple of people that we have scheduled. And well, we have actually more. We'll be here yeah, all day. We have a long list, but we're just going <laughs> to give you a little sneak peek. All right. So any questions you might have, do not be shy. Interact with us on Instagram. Follow us at Not All Love and Light. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.